going slowly mad really because i've set myself the task of creating a eurovision using old eurovisions so i'm currently going through the process so what i'm going to do is i'm going to pick the maddest song from each country um and then splice them all together to make one giant eurovision Wow! But in order to do that, I'm having to watch every single. So I'm I'm only going to do color ones. So the first Jeez. color, first color one was 1968, and so I'm I'm going through every song in Eurovision since 1968 to the present day, and uh, putting it on a spreadsheet as to whether it's any good or not. Fucking um, hell! I've made it to. I'm in 1996 now. I've just gone past Gina G. <laughs> Yeah, um, but there's, there's been a massive influx. Obviously, it's Berlin Wall falls, and then there's a massive influx of countries, oh. and like the number of countries doubles, but the number of mental people doubles. So yeah, yeah, um, it's, it's it's quite good fun when you find a good one, well, a good shit one. But there's so much dreck, like the the French, the French, the Portuguese, the Spanish, and the Italians in particular. I've just got an un, unrelenting stream of boring ballads. Fucking Eurovision! What a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> have you got any? Have you got any particular favourites uh, that you've uh, you've gone back to in your fucking Eurovision Tardis? Or whatever? There was one. I, I think the first one that that made me amazed me was um, there was some. What country was it? I think it's. Netherlands or something in the 70s there's some fellas and he's got some sort of instrument which I've never seen before but as he <laughs> operates as he operates it there's like these Punch and Judy puppets on top of it that seem to be part of his musical instrument oh that sounds quite fun that's pretty impressive you, yeah. sort, you see that sort of thing on the tube though like you, <laughs> the London yeah. Underground buskers yeah. doing that I mean yeah. well not at the moment but yeah yeah so you're gonna you're gonna put all this footage together, like you're gonna do an edit. You're gonna rip. Yeah, so I'm, the I'm, so I'm gonna edit YouTube. it as if as if it's a as if it's a Eurovision, but it will mm. be all through the t- all through the days. I'll try and give it a beginning wow. and a, a middle and the end. I'll wow. try and get as much Wogan. Uh, oh, of course, yeah. Wogan in there as possible. Yeah. Who knows what hellish future lies ahead? Well, actually, I do because I've seen the rehearsals. We're recording this on the 5th of May, or Cinco de Mayo, as the, uh, is it just the Mexicans, or does Mexicans and Spanish call it that? Was it Day of the Dead? I don't know, Cinco de Mayo is a thing, isn't it? Is it Day of the Dead, or is that something else? Oh, that's Fat Tuesday. Don't know. Don't know, don't care. (laughs) But but more importantly, it's the 75th anniversary of us uh, trouncing the Nazis on Friday. Or VE Day, as it's called. That's why I've got my Spitfire beer. Oh, lovely! Well done. Good Kentish <laughs> beer that is. That is a uh, is that is that Shepherd Neen? Bang! Spitfire. Yeah, it is. Yeah, well done. That is brewed, not even a stone's throw from my brother's house. It's literally over the road. He could, he could piss into the brewery. He really could. Yeah. So, yeah, he could <laughs> piss through the letterbox into the bottles. <laughs> 
So I thought we'd bring in some some wartime themes. I'm going to try and out of my box of crisps that we're trying to get through. There are some that are tangentially related to the war. During the war, I've brought up, I've got a couple of historical articles I've found about crisps. Fantastic. Did crisps exist during the uh, Second World War? Well, here you go. See, so first first article. Crisps were very popular before the war. Companies like Smith's continued to flourish during the war because potatoes were homegrown. However, the oil needed to cook them did become hard to obtain. That's what one article says. And the second one is a Telegraph article. Crisps buoyed Britain in its darkest hour. So obviously they've gone for the uh, Second World War. Love a bit of Second World War at the Telegraph, don't they? What do they do? They, they literally kept people afloat. So they go into. They start off by saying that crisps are 200 years old and the Americans are liars when they say that they invented them, which we already know, didn't we? Then they go on about yeah. Frank Smith. Oh, yeah. And then, this, this, is the, this is the paragraph with the interesting bit we want to talk about. The crisp buoyed Britain in its darkest hour. During World War II, crisps were packed into troop ships and sent off to fortify Allied forces everywhere from Canada to Bombay. Portsmouth FC won the last FA Cup before the war on a daily diet of Smith's finest. Absolute load of nonsense. Absolute load of nonsense. What has Portsmouth FC got to do with anything? How many crisps were they eating? Don't know. With hostilities over, rationing led to thousands of butchers and bakers. What about candlestick makers? No, not candlestick makers. To fry crisps to fill the gap in trade, trumpeting their affordability and food value. You're good at reading the news, you are. They even tried to position them as a staple austerity ingredient alongside suet and brawn. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Fictional radio matriarch Doris Archer, presumably of the Archers, published a cookbook advocating the use of delicious Smith's potato crisps crushed to to a farthing size in Mm. everything from shepherd's pie to treacle tarts. For some reason, I'm thinking about... uh, This has reminded me, the war and crisps has reminded me of that uh, McDonald's advert where the chicken nuggets... um, parachute out of a RAF bomber. Yeah, that was, yeah. Um, was, and they said, I think he's a bit chicken, don't they? And then, and then one of the, yeah, and, they, and then one of them lands in the, uh, yeah, I really remember that advert really well. Yeah, and they've got little moustaches as well, because they're sort of like, oh yeah, they're like, British they're like, um, yeah, paratroopers. Yeah. yeah. On a flying visit to McDonald's, dropping some friends off first, over. You fancy a quick dip, chaps? Volvo! McNuggets away! McNuggets away! He really fell for that one. I say, what happens to number six? I think he's a bit chicken. (laughs) Well, I hope Ronald McDonald's plane gets strafed with anti-aircraft fire at this point. (laughs) It's a bit unfair. I mean, to to be honest with you, it's what a lot of people do when they order... Overorder chicken McNuggets, uh, throw at least six in the bin, 
Uh, I'm glad that's brought back to me, though, the phrase, I say, what happens to number six? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'd be, a good, it'd be a good catchphrase, though, whenever you, when, if you ever like, order chicken nuggets, when you get down to the last one, you can always go, I say, what happens to number six? <laughs> and then just eat and then, the and then eat it, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd say he was a bit chicken. <laughs> just a bit chicken, though, not, not, not 100% chicken. Um, I do. I have got more uh, VE Day. I've got a lot of Churchill-related stuff. I thought I don't know whether to save that for later or could say it now. Oh well, 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 do as you please. I'm just sat here uh, drinking beer. I'm just quite hungry. That's all. So I thought I might get something out. Get something out. I've got these today. They're, v, they're V-shaped snacks. Oh, you're so clever, so ingenious. And what might they be? Can you see them? Oh God, yeah. They look a little bit sort of um, the branding on them. Uh, well, you might as well explain what they are first of all. So they are Ver- Doritos stacks. <laughs> we might say Veruca. Veruca stacks. Um, they are well. Stacks is spelt in the same way as the American uh, record label. Nobody's ever heard R and B music before. White kids had never heard it, and you can imagine what that did to us. It was like, you know, going to another planet. A real good planet, you know. But they are of the Pringles variety that they are in tubes, but the tubes are triangular, like V's. Um and the tubes are entirely cardboard as well, fully recyclable, unlike Pringles. Um, I've got two flavours. I've got uh, purple, which are flaming chicken wings, and orange, which is ultimate cheese. I don't know how that's different to normal cheese Doritos, but I'm fascinated to taste them. Which well, I, I don't, go for first? I don't know, but I don't know whether it's the the uh, the Vaseline on your camera lens or the the, the internet. Uh, kind of distorting things, but they look almost look like like condom packaging. Or... <laughs> They're like luxury. They're luxury Doritos. That's right. Like lids is, open. It? So it's a it's a it's a flipping lid. Wow, it's a flipping lid. Like mate. like a pet like a pet dispenser. It's a and flipping then, lid, mate. And then in there we've got like a we've got a pullback thing. It's like. It's like a, you've opened a, uh, a pot of Bisto or something, or, or yes. cocoa powder. Very similar. Very similar to Bisto. Or, or, or. <laughs> Smell like Bisto? And it's, it is uh, mirrored inside the tube. What the fuck? Real glamorous. So these are sexy, sexy Doritos. These are meant to be, meant to be sexy crisps, aren't they? <laughs> uh, different shape to a regular Dorito. Mm. Obviously triangular, but sort of Which rounded. Way? And more, more um, regular. So it's like Pringles and Doritos and Durex have got together. Yeah. Ooh. Are you feeling aroused? Softer than a normal Dorito. Softer, not as crispy. Mm-hmm. Not as crispy. Maybe more like a. You know how when you buy. A, um, own brand tortilla chips at the supermarket. Yeah. 
they're not quite the same consistency as Dorito, are they? It's a bit like them. Right. So there's nothing exciting or luxury about them. What what's the flavour? What kind of flavour are you getting? It's just flaming chicken wings. Oh yeah. Any spice there? Any grease? None mod- no spice whatsoever. Any greasiness that you get with maybe it's a quite chicken sweet. wing? You get any cartilage? No. No, no, I think they're resolutely unsexy, those. <laughs> but no, no stirrings at all. No. Let's try the, let's try the next one. This is What's ultimate this cheese. Ultimate, ultimate che- cheese. Ultimate cheese? Yeah. Fucking hell. Oh. I might break the nail. Getting the lid off this one. When you hear the words ultimate cheese, what, what do you think of? Um, well, it depends. I mean, if I, it depends whether I was... Whether the packaging put me in a sexy mood or not, I guess. <laughs> oh, off comes the foil. Mm. It's quite a lot of uh, effort to get the, that thing open, right? Yeah, I mean, it it it, it, it looks it, it strikes me that maybe the package was designed before the food. How much did you pay for them? What was One the price on? Your tube. Two fifty. One pound fifty. All right, one fifty. What's that compared to a regular? Uh... It's cheaper than regular Pringles. Regular Pringles is two quid, I think, one ninety nine. Really? So these ultimate cheese flavour. Yeah. Are nowhere near as nice as normal cheese Doritos. Right. It's a different cheese flavour. If you if you were going to buy some Doritos. What would you what would you usually plump for? I buy the red ones. Oh yeah, the, the uh, chili heat wave. Yeah, yeah, they're very good, aren't they? These ones, these apparently ultimate cheese ones, are like a halfway house between mm. the blue ones and the orange ones. But imagine once you've finished those crisps, Russ, that you that packaging would be quite good to keep. Like I don't know. Spare change or stationary? Stationary. You can even make a kaleidoscope out of it actually because it's all oh, mirrored in interior surface. Oh, that would be fun, wouldn't it? So you've, it seems like you're enjoying the cheese more than the uh, the chicken. They're quite Moorish. Yeah. The problem is the corn, isn't it? Oh, We've always cool. said. Yeah, Always said the corn snack is more Moorish than the potato snack. The corn gets you much. Seen as it was uh, VVE Day, uh, the celebration of beating the Germans. Yeah. I thought I'd go and uh, get a couple of these guys. Oh, crunch chips. Crunch chips. I've been enjoying quite a lot recently. Lorenz is the... They've featured a few times on the uh, on the show before. This is actually the kebab flavour. Yes, yes. Um, I, I've definitely... I've bought those before. I remember I bought those yep. in, in, on, the, on the idea of using them in an episode and then I just ate them. 
because right. I was hungry. And you enjoyed and them? I wanted to know what they taste like. I did enjoy them. Although I don't think they taste very much like kebab from what I no. But what I thought I'd do actually is, is try them with some mayonnaise. What, because it's more continental? Is that the, is that the plan? No, you usually have like the... mayonnaise or chilli sauce or both when you're a kebab, right? Mm. Uh, well, Gar I, I always have garlic, garlic, garlic yogurt. Gar garlic, because a disreputable kebab shop will put garlic mayonnaise on there. A proper mm. kebab shop will put garlic yogurt on there. Alright. Yeah, that. French chips are, um, they're sort of like ruffles. Yeah. Ruffles? Uh -huh. They're probably ultimately the same company, aren't they? Somewhere along the line. Somewhere along the line. But it's not, um, I mean, it, the picture on the packet. It's a it's a big kebab stick, isn't it? But it's but it isn't the old elephant. It doesn't it doesn't leg. look quite like the old elephant's leg, does it? So I don't know. Where, I, I wonder whether it's like maybe chicken or pork kebab rather than like lamb doner. Could be a bit. I think it's, it's, it's sort of barbecue beef flavour, really, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. No, not bad though. The way I'm picking up. Um, and this X cut, I don't know what X cut means. It's probably to do with the ridge, probably to do with the. Uh, yeah, it's got to be, isn't it? Um, I mean, I just thought I'd enjoy some German crisps. But, what right over them. Ooh, Crunchips, wow! The terrifying jalapeno and cream cheese inferno. Fucking yeah. hell. I mean, they're really selling the hotness there, aren't they? As I probably Where'd said, where did you get these from? I love oh spicy, God. spicy crisps, spicy. I like jalapenos. I'm very much into these, and they're called Crunchips. Wow, I've had some other ones which are with dill. But I got these from the local shop on Phillip Lane here in, in Tottenham, in sunny Tottenham. Nice. And these are a slightly, they're... slightly different shape. Like oh a, yes. Like a wider ridge. There's a new Walkers that's out that's like that ridge. I don't know whether you've seen them. It's like, they've, it's like they've pulled them further apart or something, I don't know. Yeah. So they're a little bit lighter as well, they're not as de you know, so they're not as densely corrugated, curly, whatever. I'm, I'm interested that it's written in English on the packet though, because I thought they were a, a foreign only crisp. Well, no, I think it feels like there's more of them about. Yeah. Feels like they're moving, making moves. But yeah, these are a bit more interesting because they're quite spicy. I mean, um, Go pretty well with a bit of a little grog. Well, obviously the, uh, the 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 British Spitfire is uh, washing down the German crunches. Yes, yeah. defeating it quite quite nicely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, when you're every time you say crunchips, wow, it makes my brain think of that that advert for. I can't remember. It was like maybe for, nap is it for nappies. Nappies, yeah, yes. There he goes, mummy. Wow, I'm a big boy now. Mm. It's the pull-up ones, isn't it? I think it's like like pants for 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 uh, incontinent old people. Pissable pants. Yeah. Pull-ups have leak shields. They keep wetness in and confidence high. And I can pull them off and on. Big kid confidence begins with pull-ups. Mommy, wow! I'm a big kid now. <laughs> wow. Where I live, I live with a, I live with a Jack Russell. Oh yeah. So I often take the dog. Good name for a dog. Yeah. And um, I often watch her shitting in the street and have to pick up her poop. Hmm. 
I took her for a walk a couple of weeks ago and I was absolutely gagging for a deuce. So I, uh, I, 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 I took her sort of into this park and down sort of near the train tracks and did an old fresco shit. Really? Um, and she, she, it was a bit of a role reversal. She w- sat and watched me shit. She put a, put a bag over her paw. <laughs> and then <laughs> went down and scooped it up. She didn't. She didn't return the fucking compliment or favour or whatever. She did. She just. I've never. I've never had a shit outside. I wouldn't even know where you've to never, begin. You've never had a, a poo in the great outdoors. No, because I just poo all over everywhere, and then we're able to wipe it up. There's a bit of technique to it. It has. To, it has to be said. Dogs and whatnot. They 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 happy happily just shit and carry on. Anyway, this is this is this isn't good. <laughs> it's not con- not conducive to crisp eating. No. Um, but yeah, those crunch chips, wow. The, the terrifying jalapeno and cream cheese inferno. Definitely worth picking up. Actually, this is, this, is, this is a bit of a, um, what's the word? Addendum. This is an addendum, <laughs> Addend- to, last, addendum. to the last episode. Oh, Turns well, out, miss, miss out that the, um, the Walker's taste icons... Oh, yeah. As in the soon-to-be-closed restaurant range. What I realised we failed to mention regarding Pizza Express, we didn't talk about Prince Andrew and his... uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, well, we can talk talk about him now because there's a secondary (laughs) Pizza Express flavour. There's a a margarita flavour. Which was the name of the girl that he uh, he got a massage off, wasn't it? Margarita Placatan. Um... (laughs) Yeah, so, and I'll admit, I've already eaten four bags of these today. So you're into them? Um, They taste nothing like a margarita pizza, but what they do taste exactly like is um, Heinz cream with tomato soup. Oh, wow. Identical. Wow. It's like eating a crispy version of Heinz tomato soup. It's delicious. Well, I think a margarita pizza generally has that. If you if you think about it, when you when you really enjoy a margarita pizza, it's got that creaminess of the cheese and then just that sweetness of the tomato. It's like it's quite a simple, no nonsense flavour, isn't it? So mm. maybe that's what, what. Maybe they've really really hit the nail on the head there, Walkers. I'm not sure. Have they ever done a Heinz tomato soup flavour? Well, they have now. Yeah. What do you do? Obviously, once Peter Express goes bust, or <laughs> or the associations with Prince Andrew get too much, then they could just re- just rename the packets Heinz Tomato Soup flavour, and they're, they're laughing. Do you think that's what happened? They were about to bring them out. They've got, they've got, oh, we've got this fucking Pizza Express range, and Prince Andrew's just dropped an absolute bollock by saying mm. that he was in the uh, Woking branch of. Do you, do you remember every time you went to Pizza Express? I do, because I've never been to Pizza Express. Where's your alibi then? Going to Pizza Express in Woking is an unusual thing for me to do. A very unusual thing for me to do. I've never been, I've only been through Woking a couple of times, um, and I remember it weirdly distinctly. As soon as somebody reminded me of it, I went, oh yes, I remember that. Have you got some Churchill-related news? Right, so... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
Uh, voiced by Bob Mortimer until he no. got um, until he got done for drink driving. Or I had a uh, I had a, a wager with my brother back in the summer last summer. Yes, and I was absolutely convinced it was Vic Reeves doing the voice of that guy. It turns no. out it was it was both of them. Oh really? Oh, I thought it, I thought it was just Bob until Bob got done for um, some sort of car thing, and then they replaced it with a sound-alike. That's what I thought it was. I was absolutely convinced it was um, Vic Reeves, oh. but it's Vic Reeves is doing. They're having a conversation on that advert. Oh yeah, no, yeah, Vic's do, actually sorry, Vic's asking the questions, isn't he? And Bob's doing the voice of the dog. And I just assumed because you know why would they in, employ two people to do a voiceover for an advert? I just assumed it was Vic Reeves. So I was absolutely get, like, hundred percent thought it was. I was like fifty quid, fifty quid bet. <laughs> my brother was absolutely like adamant yeah 50 quid wow. um, yeah we looked it up and it yeah it turns out it was Bob Mortimer doing the voice of the dog done you and uh, still owe him 50 quid oh. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this oh no he didn't listen to this does he oh no 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 so I searched for well, first I searched Hitler and crisps absolutely nothing not the only the only Google result for Hitler and crisps Hitler. Is in reference to um, uh, Eddie Hitler from Bottom. Yeah. And there's some sort it's... of reference between him and Crisps. If you don't shut up and let me watch Miss World, I'm going to stuff your head up your bum. <laughs> <laughs> you spend the rest of your life wandering about on all fours looking for the light switch. <laughs> Did you know that uh, uh, Adrian Edmondson was in EastEnders for a while? No, I didn't know that, no. You should fucking know that, seeing as you were... Was, like was he like a lost M- Mitchell brother? <laughs> yeah, like a kind of comedy Mitchell brother, yeah. yeah. Uh, he had cancer and then died. Oh really. dear. Yeah, no, it wasn't very funny. Ooh. There was no slapstick element to him. <laughs> uh, so that was it wasn't like weird. drinking drain cleaner or anything. <laughs> no, 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 that shit, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that seems to have come, come quite fashionable these days, isn't it? Whatever this Trump's does. recommended people do. Disinfectant, that's the word. Oh, yeah, yeah. Inject disinfectant into your face. That'll clear it out. Yeah. So, if yeah. you Google... If you Google um, Winston Churchill and Crisp... Oh, yeah. It turns out that there are not one, but two people um, important in his life with the name Crisp. His running mate in the election of 1900 was called Charles Crisp. Chucky Crisp. If that wasn't wasn't weird enough, the surgeon who saved Churchill's life. Churchill got... um, Churchill had appendicitis in 1922 that that was um, nearly going to uh, kill him. And you know who the surgeon was that saved his life? Gary Watson. Thomas Crisp English. Chris Christopherson. His middle name was Crisp. Sir Thomas Crisp English. Um, mm. Removed Churchill's infected appendix at a time when this was regarded as risky surgery. Quite weird. Mm. So it turns out, you know. The winning side in the war, full of crisp people, crisps, 
loses side of the war, no crisps whatsoever. Makes you think, doesn't it? It does make you think. He 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 also resembles a bit of a spud, doesn't he? Oh, Winston. He does, yeah, yeah. Do you feel, as a, as a ginger person, do you feel um, uh, proud of the fact that he was ginger? I never knew that, because I, I, all, yeah. all, obviously all the pictures of him are black and white. Colour photography yeah. wasn't uh, hadn't been invented. When yeah, he was, no, he, uh, was, he, was, he, was a, he, had, he had red hair when he was younger, really? yeah, before he lost Apparently, it. Apparently, uh, redheads have a higher pain threshold than the average person. Really? Well, I think that's just years of bullying. Probably. <laughs> Have you noticed that as a as a fact? Do you like find yourself, you know, sticking your hand in the microwave and get stuff out for? Only, only when my only when my friends force me to stick my hand in the microwave <laughs> as a result of them bullying me. Yeah. What crisp do you think would would be able to inflict the most pain? Well, we've been eating them, haven't we? Doritos. The Pacquies. No, no, I mean like physical pain, not like chemical pain. Oh, you mean like sort of brute strength? Yeah, like the corner, mm. like the corner of a, a scampi fry, maybe, or a oh, I see. Corner so if of you were going to hurt someone with a crisp, what would you use? Yeah, it's probably a pork scratching. Yeah, no, very, they're very tough, aren't they? I mean, they've got they've not got really sharp corners though. Mm. What well, if you if you um somehow put a disco on a motor and rotated it at like 5,000 RPM. Would it would that like a cutting disc? <laughs> With that salt and vinegar tang. Oh. Yeah. What about knickknacks up the nostrils? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what, oh, and, slam, what and slam their head on the desk. The old, yeah, that, like the old pencil nice, trick. The old, the old uh, GCSE suicide <laughs> trick. <laughs> No, we don't rewrite the entire maths paper, which has a perfectly reasonable question, because somebody may have okay. a trigger moment. So you, you're suggesting that Winston Churchill won his his first election on the back Due of to crisps. Uh, an endorsement by crisps. Yes, crisps. I, I think I, I think it demonstrates that crisps are crisps won the war. Are um, what's the word? Intrinsically linked. Uh, in the success of Britain, uh, I mean, let's let's look at this. Chris helped him win his first election. Yeah. Then a crisp saved his life by cutting his appendix out. Yeah. And then uh, crisps fueled us uh, during the Second World War. Oh yes. So what about Dame Vera Lynn then? Johnny Vera's lovely. Oh well. To roll a, a spliff. Oh uh, yes, a jazz a cigarette. not a fan of the uh, drum and bass, are you? I'm uh, not, no. You prefer a bit of Chaz and Dave? I certainly do. Who's your favourite ampersand musical act after Chaz and Dave? Um, mm, let's think of that. So we've got Hall and Oates. Good choice. Uh, who else might we have? 
Um, don't think Bodger and Badger count, do they? Speaking of uh, savoury characters, would you like to hear Mr. Tato's take on pandemics? Have you got one? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course, fire away. Here we go. Mr. Tato, the man inside the jacket, as featured in uh, the last episode. Pandemics. It used to be the Irish would have to be on their last legs before they'd even see a doctor. And a farmer would deliver a calf and have a cheese sandwich without washing his hands. The boomiers brought a shed load of hypochondria to our door. Everyone started spraying disinfectant everywhere for fear of SARS, bird flu, foot and mouth, swine flu and that Chinese thing you're talking about now. You name it, we started washing our hands for it. No, I'll be glad to see the back of that lot. A nonsense that came with our perceived wealth. And I for one will look forward to people getting back to being more real. You and me mummies trading in their SUVs and walking to the kids to school. Parks filled with kids playing footy instead of playing Xbox or roaming around shopping malls as if they lived in Los Angeles. It might take a few more years than our patients would like. But I'd like to think Ireland will come through this recession and pandemic in a better place. Bring on the years of this Celtic Tato. <laughs> That's really confused me, because surely that book was printed before the... No, no, he's, he's sent, he sent me an addendum uh, recently. Oh, really? I'm in, uh, I'm in, I'm having, um, I'm in email correspondence with him. Really? No, I'm surprised I added... he can type. I'm surprised he can type emails with, with his big fat fingers, <laughs> his greasy hands. I, I um, I had, I uh, ad libbed there a little bit. Oh really? They're very convincing. Yeah. Oh well done. Yeah, the the accent wasn't so convincing, there was it? Well, you know, as long as you're in the rough ballpark. Oh dear, hello dear, Mister Tato. see him and hear him in this world every day. Satan is real, working with power. He can tempt you and lead you astray. I was never interested, actually. I never saw myself as a manager. You know, a lot of money, but if, if I always saw myself in television, that's what I wanted to do. Um, and there's certainly no way in the world um, that I would turn away from that now and go into management. It's crazy business. They'll, they all end up paranoid. Satan is real, working in spirit. You can see him and hear him in this world every day. Satan is real, working with power. He can tell. Lead you astray.